This podcast is dedicated to the memory of Mean Gene Okerlund. Welcome to Fretzelmania, rebooking and reviewing the best and worst in professional wrestling. I am your host, Mr. Fretz. You can find me on Twitter at the legendary JF. You can find this podcast, F R E T Z L E Mania. On Stitcher, on Google Play, on Apple, and on Anchor.fm, as well as my blog, fretzelmania.wordpress.com. Today I'm talking about WrestleMania 2000, and no, not the amazing N64 game that got an even more amazing sequel that, let's just say it's a miracle I graduated high school because of these games. <laughs> so, This event, WrestleMania 16, a.k.a. 2000, because literally everything around this time had to have the Y2K craze, year 2000, stapled to it. You know, like Fantasia 2000 or Silverchair's Anthem for the Year 2000 song. Uh, WrestleMania here, this year, wasn't bad. I mean, the roster at this point in time was stacked. It was almost bloated. And I'm not counting the injuries to Austin and Undertaker. This was peak attitude era. This was me in 10th grade just being obsessed with pro wrestling. This was, you know, every Tuesday at my locker, my mates and I would be talking about Raw. Or you'd be talking about, oh, did you guys read the results from Backlash? Oh, did you see that? It's like, oh, friggin' Stone Cold dropped a crane on the DX Express, man. And we're, it was, it was fun to be a wrestling fan. I mean, it still is in my 30s, but it was just, you know, the it, it's Attitude Era. I mean, it's something that a lot of people hold close to their heart, and. Some people want to go back to the Attitude Era, but I think it's best left in the past because nostalgia is good, but you also need to move on. So right away with, with this event, I'm going to book a tag team turmoil match to open the show. And it is the tag teams that were involved in different matches throughout this pay-per-view, but I'm going to put them all here. And the winner gets a tag team title shot at Backlash. So we got Godfather and D'Lo Brown, TNA, Bossman and Bull Buchanan, Head Cheese, you know, Steve Blackman and Al Snow, without Chester McCheeserton, the Headbangers, the Mean Street Posse, the APA, Kyantai, and maybe a makeshift tag team like Val Venus and Mark Henry. So on my initial upload of this on Spreaker, I picked Bossman and Bill Buchanan to go over. However, I think their gimmick, their pairing, was it was designed to have a short shelf life and put Bossman and Bill Buchanan, I mean, and build up Bill Buchanan as a single star, while Bossman lessens his role and eventually rides off into the sunset. I'm going to pick TNA because I thought they were an underrated big man tag team. I mean, look at Albert's work in Japan as Giant Bernard. It was amazing. I mean, he was better than what WWE gave him. Same thing with Test. Um, unfortunately, he 
he he's been dead for a while now and his demons got the best of him but he's someone i think had untapped potential maybe not in the charisma department but as a you know a big man worker in in the business he was damn good and i think they can pull off a good match with the winners of this next match the triple threat ladder tag team title match between Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys, and the Hardy Boys. Something else that culture had an obsession with back then was putting Zs where Ss are in names. You know, my last name ends in a Z, so I'm cool with it anyways. Don't matter to me. So this would be the same result as the IRL version in real life. Because this was the conception, the birth of something beautiful, of your best feud in modern tag team history, I think. Um, New Day and the Usos maybe come close, but maybe it's just because of their <clears throat> their rap battles. <laughs> um, so these three teams for well over a year just feuded with each other, traded titles with each other, and put on tag team clinics including you know your tlc matches and before this we had edge and christian versus the hardys in the finals of the terry invitational tournament tit yeah real subtle real subtle but they took tag team wrestling by storm so why not have it here and then a year later a year later we come full circle Nate, to WrestleMania 17 in TLC2, arguably one of the best matches in WrestleMania history. So let's keep that one the same. Next, Stephanie McMahon will defend her newly won women's title in a return match versus Jackie. And of course, Jackie's going to win this in less than a minute because... Non-computers as champions is insanely stupid. I know there wasn't much of a women's division here yet. I mean, Ivory was was there. You know, Tori was still hanging around. Uh, Lito was just starting up. Trish was getting wrestling training. Victoria was in developmental. You could have built up something here, and you could have had Jackie at the forefront of that as the the veteran. For someone to go over her. Oh, and a little caveat here. If DX or anyone interferes, Triple H is stripped of the WWE title. And will not compete in the main event of WrestleMania here tonight. Uh, Spoiler alert. It's not for corners match. It's not a McMahon in every corner. Next is another IRL match that I'm going to keep exactly the same, and that's the Intercontinental European title two out of three falls match between Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, and our Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Now, these are three of the most proficient technical wrestlers, not only at the time, but of all time. And any combination of these three, whether it's Jericho versus Benoit, Angle versus Benoit, Angle versus Jericho, you know you're going to get something special, and you're going to get a clinic. So, despite the fact that Kurt Angle walked in with two titles and out empty-handed, 
there was just a crowning achievement waiting for him later this year. Next up is the Radicals of Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn, and Eddie Guerrero going up against Too Cool and Rikishi in six-man tag team action. And now since the Radicals debuted, they have been targeting Too Cool and Rikishi, just calling them, you know, just targeting and harassing them, just saying that they're uh, staying on the business, that this business has no no room for happy-go-lucky, for dancing, what have you. So you're radicals, you're, you're no-nonsense guys. Uh, they beat Tukul and Rikishi. They go over, they decimate them. You know, there's going to be a stink face spot in, spot in here. There's going to be a worm to get the crowd going, to get the crowd over, but immediately that's going to result in their, in their loss. Next up here is Kane versus X-Pac in a last man standing match. Now this feud has been done to death at this point, and it was seemingly over. You know, they had a cage match just before this. So, spoiler alert for the main event. There was a hell in the cell hanging above the ring. Kane teases bringing this down. He wants to bring this down. And then Pete Rose comes in and tries to take out Kane. Kane, of course, drops him on his head. You know, he said he wants to bring the cell down again and gets out a gas, t- a gas can. Starts pouring gas on Pete Rose. Thinking we're going to get him set on fire. And this is making him want to bring the cell down even more so no one can stop him. The only person who could stop him is Paul Bearer, but of course he is encouraging him. This results in, you know, of course X-Pac comes in and makes the save, hits a low blow on Kane, uh, but eventually Kane comes back, he wins, he tombstones X-Pac, and then for good measure, at the end of the match, tombstones Tori for breaking his heart. The Hardcore Championship is on the line in a handicap match between Hardcore and Crash Holly going up against Taz. And since debuting, Taz has been an unstoppable killing suplex machine, taking everyone out he can. And he targets the Hardcore title. He keeps going after Crash Holly, but He's always stopped by by hardcore. Or vice versa. If he's going after hardcore is being stopped by Crash. So naturally you get the two cousins going up against the suplex machine and you know Taz wins. And of course, hardcore and Crash Holly, the abusive fighting cousins relationship that they have, they fight all the way back to the back and eventually Later, let's just say later in the month, maybe like at Backlash or something, Crash can win back the title in a multi-man match because he is the Houdini of Hardcore. And then he'll have a go and have a good run with it. And spoiler alert, in my multiverse here, we don't see Patterson and Briscoe and Drag having an evening gown match. Just so you know. Now these last two matches kind of go hand in hand in a way. And it helps build the story of what I'm going to be 
attempting to be telling you here. So, at No Way Out, Triple H defeats Cactus Jack in a retirement match. And this isn't Hell in the Cell. This is, let's just say it's another it's another street fight. And inter, like, the entire heel roster, not only DX, but, you know, like, like Viscera, like the Radicals, they all come out and they interfere um, in, in that retirement match. You know, The Rock even tries to help out Foley, but he's he's stopped. Um, so the next night, they're having their fake, you know, retirement video that makes light of Mick Foley. And Rock comes out and just, with the entire roster... And holds a walkout strike on Monday Night Raw and says, if Triple H doesn't give Mick Foley a fair rematch, we're all walking. You're not going to have a show. It's over. We'll go to Monday Night Show. And Triple H just laughs it off. They, bit by bit, they start walking out the roster. And the, the Rock's just like, you know, you don't believe me? Look, look what's happening now. Look, look who's leaving. Everyone's leaving. And they'll, they'll, let's just say they make a big deal of it. Let's just say someone in the upper tier at the time. Let's say, you know, Kurt Angle, Chris Jericho, they both start walking away. Uh, be, even Benoit. Even though he and the Radicals helped. No, forget that. Scratch that. <laughs> so you get, you get your Jerichos walking out. You get China walking out. You get a lot of the upper tier players just starting to walk out of the arena. And then finally the rocks alone in the ring with triple H and he sweetens the deal. I said, you know, the rock won a title shot when he won the Royal rumble, but because of this bullshit that you're pulling with Mick Foley, the rock can't stand. You give Mick Foley a match. The rock is giving Mick Foley his title shot at WrestleMania. And the McMahon's laugh it off, saying, you know, this will never happen. You know, Triple H, you know, he'll he'll face someone else. You know, oh, The Rock, oh, you're giving up your shot? Why don't we, why don't we put the big show in the main event? Of course, the crowd boos. Out comes Linda McMahon, the CEO. And it's like, you know what? I like the sound of Cactus Jack versus Triple H for the title. Let's make it for WrestleMania. And why don't we put that retirement stipulation back on for this. You know, if Cactus Jack happens to lose this, he'll retire. Oh, and you know what? So no one interferes. Why don't we make this hell in a cell? So yes, their original No Way Out match is happening at WrestleMania. But before that, the Rock has unfinished business with the big show stemming from the Royal Rumble. So they're feuding, they're going back and forth. They start to have a match at No Way Out, but it's a no contest. It's a schmoz. And this is a Loser Leaves Town match. And because the big show was leaving later this year anyways to condition, to lose some weight, to go, go to OVW and kind of touch things up a little bit, We'll put The Rock over the big show here so I can save you from Shokishi, um, Fat Bastard Big Show, 
Shoster big the Shoster and that street fight he had with Shane McMahon. You're welcome. Yeah, Rock goes over here and he's first in line for a title shot as a result as well. And now what I've alluded to before, the main event, Cactus Jack, Triple H, Hell in a Cell, WWE title. However, Cactus Jack wins the title. Mrs. Foley's baby boy has his dream come true, not only of main eventing WrestleMania, you know, as a competitor, not a referee at WrestleMania 15, that doesn't count. He realizes his dream. The boyhood dream has come true, except this time it's Mick Foley. <coughs> no McMahons are involved. Except for, you know, naturally Stephanie accompanies Triple H to this match. The next night, Mick Foley comes out, you know, in a suit with the belt, saying, I've realized my dream. I've done what I wanted to do in this business. And now I'm retiring. He puts the belt down in the middle of the ring, declares it vacant, and and says that, you know, that he gets to pick what happens to the title after, after this. Because he talked to Linda McMahon and cleared everything up. There's going to be a title tournament at Backlash, much akin to the deadly game. And because The Rock won at WrestleMania, The Rock gets a bye to the semifinals. And like IRL, Backlash 2000 has The Rock versus Triple H for the championship. Stone Cold returns, drops the crane on the DX Express, gives everyone a chair shot. And the rest, as they say, is history. Now, let me know what you think. Let me know how you would book WrestleMania 2000. Uh, Nate, the effing great game changer. I'd love to hear your um, your rebooking because we've had a couple of similar pay-per-view rebookings. So, yeah, game changer podcast. Listen to him. Uh, Want to give a shout out to everyone in the Russell Addict Radio family. You know your Kings of the Rings podcast, the Rant with Ant podcast. Who got next? Not Your Mama's Soap Opera. Mance, the Gift of Podcast, and many more. Forgive me if I haven't mentioned you. You all get a shout-out because you are all wonderful people. Shout-out to the Rant with Ant Patreon chat. And that is all for now. Next time, expect my part one of rebooking the invasion before going into Royal Rumble season. Thank you for listening, and God bless.